1: Dear Hank and John, or as I prefer to think of it, dear John and Hank, it's a podcast where two brothers answer your questions, give you dubious advice, and bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon. John, I've been working hard on the complexity calendars, but I actually got kicked. I got kicked off the team. I was working, I was doing all this stuff, and I I feel like my work was appreciated. But you make one mistake, they kick you off. You take one day off. (laughs) It is a deal
0: breaker for a calendar. We have calendars right now to support the many projects of Complexly, from Journey to the Microcosmos to SciShow. They're beautiful 2023 calendars because get this, y'all, and this came as a big surprise to me. Mm -hmm. It's headed toward 2023. We're gonna, yeah, we're getting there. Very distressing news, but the 2022,
1: your days are numbered.
0: Oh my, <laughs> the complexly calendars will help ease your way into 2023. Check them out. Just google complexly calendars.
1: I can tell you so much more about Okay, this. great. Tell me more, Hank. The Eon's calendars okay. and the Bizarre Beast calendars are both made with original art that was created for those series. So we we have artists who make art uh for Eon's, which is just like a lot of oh, the stuff so that we beautiful. do paleo art for is like stuff that's never been like crafted into actual paleo art, which is so yep. cool that we get to to be the source of some of the first images of these old ancient creatures. And then Bizarre Beasts, we, have, we do these like pretty illustrations that we have incorporated into the calendar. The Microcosmos calendar is all photographs from our master of microscopes. He uh, is always sending me pictures. Sometimes he'll just like send the whole team a picture he took and we get to enjoy them. And now you get to enjoy them on your wall if you get that one. And uh, the SciShow calendars, there's one for space, which is the moons of our solar system. And there's one for the main SciShow channel, which is just um, images that we sort of tied together loosely using Pi. And then they're cool facts that we found out about different uh, things on our planet and We found great photographs to go along with them. All of these things are made in the U.S. They're really high-quality calendars. They're 11 by 11 which is like the standard wall calendar size. And uh, you can get them everywhere in the world. We will send them to wherever you are. People have been thinking about these for a bunch of time, and we just wanted to do a cool, thoughtful thing to help you know what day it is. You're going to have to get a calendar anyway. Go to ComplexityCalendars.com. There you go. Took you... A while to get there, but you got to the
0: URL. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you about Uh, it again before we end the episode. I bet you will. I'm really excited for the Complexity Calendar. So I'll tell you what I'm not excited for is Mm. 2023 coming up so soon. I feel like I just got used to it being 2022. And... I'm not that excited about the passage of time, Hank. I just turned mm. 45, which has caused mm. a little bit of a midlife crisis. I've I've been trying to think of it as being halfway home. That's the thing that I'm trying
1: to come. <laughs> I'm halfway home. But then it's, it's wild that we we get a pretty good chunk of time, but it's pretty, but it's also pretty short.
0: Yeah. And, like, a lot of things, like, you know how the school year, like, the first couple months is real, real slow, and then the last couple uh-huh. months is real, real fast? Like, yep, I'm on the express train
1: right now, Hank. Like, <laughs> there, there are not as many
0: stops as there used to be.
1: <laughs> it's like, bing, and then it's yeah. like a, a, a moment passes, bing. Oh, wow, that was a year? That was a year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why does the train keep speeding up? What did I do? Could we do have with the train it? go the same speed? Yeah. That's the thing. You did a lot. That's this is this is the way of summer camp. For those of us who've been to summer camp, it's always the first 3 days are like interminable. You're like Yeah. so confused I have so much summer camp left. Creating new routines that you never cre- and then the routine snaps into place and then summer camp's over. Right. This so what you got to do if you want your life to last a long time is never let a routine be established. Well, that's and not going to be a path to good health for me. <laughs> I'm not going to. That's not how I'm going to do it,
0: Hank. <laughs> yeah. I am going to do the best I can with the time that I have left. I'm halfway
1: home. Uh, halfway that's,
0: home. that's the motto of
1: <laughs> year. John's going to do that. would Be great. You could do a calendar next time that's called Halfway Home, and it's just pictures of houses under construction. I what remember is it? people. Like when they were like 50, like remember
0: when our parents turned 50 and they mm-hmm. would talk about being middle-aged and there would, I would always just be like, mm, yeah, I mean, but you're not though, you know, like you're not middle-aged, you're, you're, pa- you're past, you're, you're old, the you're middle. very old, <laughs> you're young, old, you know, you're the youngest yeah. old you'll ever be, but you are old.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've been comforted yeah. lately,
0: though, by this uh, something Albert Einstein wrote at the end of his uh, life to a friend. For for those of us who believe in physics, understand that past, present, and future are merely illusions, however, tenacious. I'm really, I don't know what that means because I, I'm not a physicist, but I, I trust him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's all an illusion anyway, Hank. Let's answer some questions from our listeners, beginning with this one from Maddie, who writes, Dear John and Hank... We've all seen that classic movie moment when the main character is pushed or falls off a cliff, usually just Mm -hmm. as they're about to hit the ground, a giant horse with wings or something catches them, (laughs) and then they're fine. Yeah. I'm wondering how the physics of this works. Wouldn't it still hurt to fall onto a giant horse from what I assume is only a few feet above where you were initially going to hit? I subscribe (laughs) weekly to Crabulous. Maddie.
1: Oh, thank you for your support. Uh we should have done a crab calendar. Why why am I not why am I just thinking of these things now? Uh people would buy up a Dear Hank and John crab calendar. The future well, 2024. is 2024. 2024 is right around the corner, John. Bing. It'll be here before you know it. It will. So that this is I you have to think about this in a number of different ways. Like oftentimes they like they'll catch them like by the hand and I'm I'm like that a hand wouldn't wouldn't uh, handle that. Like, they, right. they, it could not handle that level of strain. So we, yeah. are in, we are in trouble. Now, what you want to have happen is like a Spider-Man situation where the spider web things are stretchy like a bungee cord and so you right. grab and then, and then you have a lot of stretching to do before you and so you're going to experience some G-forces but yeah. it's not going to be like the G-force of an instantaneous stop.
0: The Spider-Man so that, situation is basically an unexpected bungee jump, which, yeah. if you are already falling, is the best possible outcome, right? Like, <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that's the ideal turns situation. out there was a bungee cord the whole time? Wow. Right, right. I so yeah. that, that works. The flying horse sort of works, right? If, if the horse is flying down with you.
0: Exactly. If it's yeah. also falling, like, catches you... And then, like, kind of gracefully in a parabolic arc goes Mm -hmm, back up. Perfect. Then I think you would also be okay. Uh The ones where somebody just, like, grabs you by the wrist, like that, and then, like, you go on that your life. Maybe you live, but your shoulder is in, like, I (laughs) mean— It's like seventeen surgeries worth of shoulder. You got a lot of
1: physical therapy to do. Another thing that happens is uh, you will sometimes see a person is falling out of the sky, and then they are hit sideways by a Superman-like thing, and And so suddenly they are they are going from going you know the eighty miles an hour, two hundred miles an hour down to eighty miles an hour sideways, right and and both of those things what has just happened is is instead of getting the two hundred to zero which you would have got you're getting that plus zero to yeah. eighty yeah so it's worse yeah that's uh in the I, I think actually in the world
0: of falling physics we call that double trouble that's, that's double, double trouble, trouble right there
1: yeah you you <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like it but actually you got you you are you are dead more ways now I don't than know you would have that. been if you just hit the ground I think
0: you're I, I would submit that there's only one level.
1: Yeah, no, there's more ways. There's one no, dead, no, no, but you are no, dead no, in more no. ways. Yeah. Here's, but you're John. Okay. What if? Yeah. I get what you're saying. What if Superman is a cloud? Should be a cloud. Why uh-huh. isn't he a cloud? He's from Should another be. planet. Why is Why on earth does wild? he look like an attractive man? Yeah, why should he even have arms? He should just he should be, be like a big, fluffy, sentient cotton candy. Yeah, and then and he then can
0: catch people however he wants. Exactly. Not only that, but then when he like leaps over
1: a building, it doesn't even look that weird because we're used to it there being sense. clouds above buildings. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways that the physics of Superman starts to make sense now. God, he can shoot laser beams a... out of his eyes because he can collect a lot of solar energy because he's, got he's cloud so eyes. big. Yeah. And he's you Everybody can shoot, shoot knows. Out if you cloud
0: eyes. eyes, you can shoot lasers.
1: Yeah, it's a totally different set of physics.
0: I, so one thing I'm fascinated by is the world of superhero intellectual property because there are all these obscure superheroes that have been snatched mm-hmm. up by either DC or mm-hmm. Marvel, like superheroes from the 60s or 1930s who were in like four comic books, and then that company went out of business and got bought by Marvel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there there are thousands of superheroes available that aren't yeah, actually available because they're all owned by DC or Marvel, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's almost impossible to invent a new superhero. <laughs> like, you think you can, but you're like, okay, what about Aquaman? And they're like, no, we definitely got that. And they are like, okay, what about like... Um, Aquaman, man, but he's a horse. And it's Aquaman, like, that's also taken. Exactly, that was did exactly. that. What about like your only superpower is that you uh, can turn into a brown hat? Oh no, that's for, <laughs> we've done that. Brown hat guy. Uh, <laughs> I do not know that there is Superman, but he's a cloud. A giant cloud. But
1: giant cloud. I think giant cloud Superman is huge,
0: is going to be huge. I don't think we can call him giant cloud Superman, but I think we no. can call him like cloud. Super giant
1: but- cloud man. Can we call him... <laughs> Got to put the super first. Super. You break up the super and the man.
0: <laughs> super, super, super giant, giant cloud man. Super giant cloud man. Oh, Wait, hold on. Let me let me let me take it. It's it's good, but we need something from Marvel. Hank, what about oh. super giant cloud?
1: Wait, wait. What what about? Oh, okay. Spider okay. giant cloud man.
0: Spider giant cloud man is very very good. What about? miss marvel giant cloud man
1: oh (laughs) i feel like the marvel like it's not marvel the brand it's marvel the The, adjective or the noun the
0: the marvelous the marvelous the 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 marvelous giant cloud spider girl
1: the incredible giant cloud hulk Just the T H from the Thor, giant cloud, and then the ore from Thor. Is that good? That's, it. that's that's
0: it. That's it. It's the giant cloud the giant cloud I
1: didn't think that's it was one. gonna work, but it worked.
0: The giant the giant cloud. The giant cloud the giant cloud or the, the adventures of the giant cloud ore. The cloud. That but like it has to here's my question, Hank. Uh-huh. Can, can i, I First off, I'm 100% on board. I don't think we should answer any more questions in today's podcast. I think we should focus all of our energies on this million-dollar idea. My question is, can the giant cloud or choose whether to, like, go through a building as fog would or uh-huh. whether to, like, become dense enough to push over that building, like, yeah. I can think the, the I giant think that, yeah. cloud or choose its own okay. density so Absolutely. that it can get in yeah. fist fights?
1: Yeah, I think or that just not. Like, just in the way that I can like suck in my abs, the giant cloud or it can totally like become a denser ball of cloud yes. or a less dense ball of cloud. Yes, and it can become yeah. any. It's a shapeshifter. When I suck in my abs, where does it go? In my into my lungs? Where does it go? Hold on, I'm doing it.
0: Well, first off, I wouldn't, and and I say this respectfully, I wouldn't call you sucking in your midsection, sucking in your abs. <laughs> as I go to Pilates, I know you do. You mention this every time, <laughs> and but you know, we all we also we are both people. There with are <laughs> ex- among the things being sucked in include abs. Yeah, I think that. I, okay, so I think your diaphragm moves up, which allows your internal organs, including your abs, to move in.
1: Yeah, so it's it's going into the lungs. It's like compress it because am going be deep, into, deep, deep into the breath. lungs though that implies no, like it's your compressing the lungs. Is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's
0: it's it's going where your diaphragm would be in an
1: exhalation. So I take a deep breath and I hold yeah. it. Can I still suck up my abs? <sighs>
0: not not really. as much.
1: Not as much, no. Not as much. Oh, I'm lightheaded.
0: (laughs) And maybe that's the giant cloudor's problem, right? Is that well, there's a lot of air in there, though. Just forces the giant cloudor can only become so dense. Sure, because remember, or mm.
1: or or maybe Mm -hmm. the giant cloudor can totally go neutron star and and also just become a. Start its own uh, big bang, a singularity. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, I think that's a little, that's a no. little too much. You never want a superhero to
1: be too powerful. Remember? Yeah. Maybe this. Maybe, but that seems like a power that you can't use. Right? You can't become a black hole. You can only use it once. <laughs> You, you gotta pick yeah. gotta pick your moment. Right, that's how the giant cloud or ends. Is it's <laughs> like there's a terrible supervillain and it's like I have one recourse. There's one thing I can do. And they're like, No, no, it's the giant cloud or no, you can't. We love yes. you. I'm pregnant the with your Cl- baby. And then he the just goes in and he's like, No, I have to. I have to yep. marry
0: Janet. I have to. <laughs> Mary Janet is his yep. is his love interest.
1: Yeah, and the, the
0: giant Clowdor is like, I have to, I have to turn into a singularity to save Earth. And also, <laughs> I know that Earth will be consumed in the singularity, but so it goes, Mary, Janet, will be together at last because nothing, not even light, will be able to escape me, least of all you. And, <laughs> and then the giant Clowdor will turn into a singularity, killing the supervillain, yep. but also everything else. Also Earth. Great. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> it writes itself, John.
0: The giant cloud or <laughs> is overwhelmingly the best name for a superhero I've ever heard of. It's incredible. It's all like I, I all those other it. I ideas we joke, had were so like bad. <laughs> okay, so here's my question Uh huh. because to really make this idea take off, we're going to need the giant cloud or because think about how Batman, he's got like a tortured backstory. You know, Sp- Spider Man's got the, uh, the dead uncle, and I mm-hmm. think he's an, an orphan. And you got to, like, Harry Potter's under the stairs, um, yeah. you know, all that stuff. So You got to uh-huh. have a little bit of a tortured backstory. So what's the giant or's backstory? And then the other thing is, what's the giant Clowder's like, great weakness, you okay. know?
1: the giant or's main backstory is he, he accidentally destroyed his planet and everybody else on his planet. Yes. Yes. And, the, and he's terrified that that's going to happen again which of course in the end it does he killed everyone he loves so he's de- he's dealing with a tremendous amount of guilt he killed everyone he killed all of the other the giant clouds yes it's like when Darth Vader fired on
0: Princess Leia's planet only it's mm. Princess Leia firing on her own planet yeah and it must have been because he did he did something he it's something emotional something spiritual not just
1: what happened, Hank? Did he get his feelings hurt? He I mean, it, I don't want it to be romantic because that's that's not mm. cool. People he, love he, a romance. I thought maybe it would be accidental. I thought maybe he he wouldn't have realized that he could go full neutron because no one else on the planet but was how, they were okay. like, You can compress yourself. And he was like, then he pulled it in his abs so hard that he turned into a he made a black hole.
0: But how but but Okay, so he did it completely by accident, but this is not narratively strong. I'm just going to tell you. No. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. You're just, right, you're right. Doing it completely by accident is like, that's a great first idea. That's like when you came up with the idea of super giant cloud man. Now I need you to come up with
1: the giant cloud or version of that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, what caused him to turn his home planet, which probably wasn't even a planet, it was just a collection of
1: clouds. Yeah, it was a gas giant. It was, a,
0: it was like, it was like one of those huge, when you look at, at the James Webb Space Telescope and you see those images of like vast oh. galactic oh, gas clouds, That's what's a, a nebula. nebula, that's what it was. It was okay. a crab. It was home to a nebula. Nebula. That's there what it was is called. A... It was called Crabula. I know there's a Crab nebula. It was called Crabulus. <laughs> that was his nebula, and he was uh-huh. one of a gajillion clouds inside of Crabulus. But then he, de- he
1: didn't destroy a planet. He destroyed a whole nebula, which and he got his can feelings Can be hundreds hurt. of light years across. He got his okay. feelings hurt, or 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 he got angry. What is
0: it? Wh- what is it when we lose control of our emotions that that mm-hmm. is the equivalent of turning into a neutron star? What is it in a superhero or a person uh-huh. that is the most, like, dangerous, destructive emotion?
1: Um, uh, Fear and jealousy combined, right? Where where you're afraid that your, your whole identity is about to be—and, like, everything that you've worked for is about to be invalidated in some way.
0: That's right. He was scared. He was scared. He was, he was very scared.
1: scared.
0: He mm-hmm. got so— scared that he destroyed his entire nebula by turning into a singularity. Now he is on earth and he's deeply scared of being scared. And the way to never be scared is to never care too much, to never be too invested. And he won't be. He refuses to be. He's a hero, but he's also above it. He's not willing to engage emotionally. These are just human (laughs) problems. But then, then- the giant Cloud or meets Mary Janet. Mm-hmm. And there's a little there's a little part of him that thinks maybe I can
1: afford to love. You can't, the giant cloud or no. Because you're an immortal, infinite being. Yeah. And Mary Janet has a has a mere blink of existence. Because before you know it, it's going to be 2024 and you're going to get a crab calendar. I
0: mean, Hank, I think we've got a massive hit on our hands. It's got some Greek mythology in it. It's got, Does it? it's, it, it's got, yeah. Oh, the, the God marrying the mortal and okay. it's destructive. Yeah. It's got all that jazz. This mm-hmm. is a, this is a proper idea. Now, now what I want you to do, Hank. Yes. Is nothing. I want you to leave it. I want you to leave it. I, we're never
1: going to, i going to, that's, that's everyone else's now. That's, that That belongs That's the to the world's world idea. Now,
0: unless yeah. Marvel wants to make a movie and then I own Dang it, it. I, I'll remind <laughs> you who it, that Hank contributed absolutely
1: nothing to the underlying concept. Whatever. I, I, your success is my success, boy. This next question comes from Annabelle who asks Dear Hank and John, I recently saw an article you did, saying.
0: petition to have Hank never refer to me or any adult as boy again. Seconded
1: <laughs> anyone? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God, Hank, I hear a chorus of seconds. I recently saw an article. The motion. Saying that the
1: earth, The motion has passed. Earth, all right. All right. Uh, <laughs> the Earth was spinning slightly faster. Would this, uh, this would make our days slightly shorter, but only impacts our year by fractions of a second. They seem to be brushing this off too easily, and I am concerned. Spinning slightly faster, Annabelle. This is not why the years are going faster, John. They just are. This oh, is yeah. On, the years are only going faster because of our minds, not our planet. Are you worried, what? John, about the Wait, planet going faster? What
0: do you mean the years? Oh, oh, you mean it? Fe- <laughs> well, yeah. the years are going a little faster. Yeah,
1: a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> no, the, the planet is spinning faster because we thought too
0: hard about it. <laughs> Maybe that's why it feels yeah. like time is speeding up, because it is. Just a teeny bit. Yeah. Uh, no, this is like, this is something that happens. Yeah, we've talked about this before. We might have to add a leap second to the calendar in a few years, but it's nothing to worry about, Annabelle, except insofar as all of this, this whole affair is something to worry about. Being on a planet that revolves around a star is something to worry about. But it It is is a reminder. Yes, it's a reminder of the underlying worry.
1: And, like, I, there's all kinds of reminders of this reality. We just get used to a lot of them. Like, you look up at the moon and you're like, oh, right. I'm on a planet with a moon that goes around it. Why is there a moon that goes around it? Because, you know, billions of years ago, this planet got hit by a really big other planet, basically. And now yeah. that planet's leftovers are up there and also some of our crust, which is why we're <laughs> the densest planet, which is weird. And you yeah, yeah, we so like that is a reminder, but like getting every fresh reminder is always like, oh, yeah, we're just like a film of scuzz that's on a big rock. <laughs> and like thinking and listening to podcasts, right. create creating superheroes for some reason, but, making which coffee, I th-
0: which I think is like cause for celebration, actually. like oh, I think yeah. it's incredible that the, the, the scuzz on the surface of one of the rocks rotating around one of the stars, mm-hmm. made a, a new Taylor Swift album. Like, I didn't per- personally <laughs> make the new Taylor Swift album, nor was I involved I in mean, it in any way. But, like, still, I was here.
1: In a I way, was, you yeah. did. Like, yeah. me, it, I, I'm not uh, doing a bunch of psychedelics or anything, but it is true. We are all... Of the same lineage, we are all related. Sometimes I just saw an article that was like, "You have a doppelganger out there, and you share DNA with them." And I'm like, "Man, I share DNA with a banana!" Like, the, <laughs> it's I've a got, lot I've of. The not, same. I've got nothing but doppelgangers.
0: Yeah. Bananas it's, are my doppelgangers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Palm trees, cyanobacteria yeah. are my <laughs> doppelgangers. Yeah, exactly. There's, yeah, there's and, a shocking amount in
1: common with them.
0: And because we are sharing this one world and participating in it all together, in a way, like, we all did help make the new Taylor Swift album. Which, oh, by yeah. the way, I, I would like to be the first line of my obituary. John Green, co-creator of Taylor Swift's album that died, <laughs> that died this week <laughs> at the age of 90, 45 yeah. years after declaring that he was halfway
1: home. But-, but I mean, even if you aren't talking about, like, how we are all kind of just one organism that covers a planet, in addition to that, by being a Taylor Swift fan, you influence Taylor Swift. And and Taylor Swift would not be making a bunch of music if people didn't like her music. So it is all very actually connected to itself. It's true,
0: Hank, and it's beautiful. This next question comes from Tula, who writes, Dear John and Hank, where does the air inside of bell peppers come from? Mm. Are there like (laughs) tiny air holes somewhere on the bell pepper that let air through as the plant grows? Do the plant cells somehow release gas into the inside? What the heck is going on? Best wishes,
1: Tula. Actually, the air inside of giant peppers is some of the most nutritious air and uh, for the giant cloud, or specifically, it's actually the only <laughs> thing he can eat. <laughs> That's right, he only eats
0: air. Spicy air. It actually has to be like inside of a Carolina Reaper. He's like, oh, (laughs) spicy air, my favorite.
1: Yeah, the the only big problem of having the giant cloud ore on Earth is that all of the peppers are gone. (laughs) We have to have an entire section of the country devoted to just creating pepper air for the giant cloud ore, which is worth it. It's Kansas. All of Kansas. We ceded Kansas to the giant cloud or <laughs> in exchange
0: for not having any crime because all the criminals are too afraid of the giant cloud ore's wrath. Right.
1: And everybody who falls uh, off of a building from now on. Uh, right. Gets is, saved. Gets, gets saved. Yeah. Which is in good. A puffy, so th- in a puffy cotton candy kind of way.
0: The only downside is that we had to uh, turn Topeka what? into a,
1: a, a pepper field.
0: What color is the giant cloud or in your head? Oh. Uh, Have you been picturing it, him? Sort um, of a sil- silvery gray, but uh, I don't, I,
1: I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's just the way clouds are. To me, it was, it, it looked like, um, like a sunset cloud, like pinky, orangey, oh, yes. With lots of like crenellations. That's not the right word, but you know, it's a great different word, though d- d- depths and depths and color. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the air that's inside of peppers, unfortunately, though this is not the case for everything, and I'm going to get to it. It is just air. It's just atmosphere mm. air that diffuses into the plant, but. There are some plants that produce their own air or their own gases. Uh, seaweed does this a bunch where like kelp will create pockets of uh, little, like little ball- balls <laughs> that they fill with air. And they create that air uh, with gases. And they create those gases through biochemical processes that then off gas into the little thing. And it helps it float upward so that it can oh. anchor to the bottom and float up to where the light is.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. And make their so own little can buoys. can create gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's, that's pretty cute. Yeah, I couldn't come up with a word. I had to say balls. That
0: reminds me that today's podcast is brought to you by kelp buoys. Kelp buoys.
1: This crust of earth can do so much weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. This podcast is also brought to you by Taylor Swift's new album Midnight. You did that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Most importantly, this podcast is brought to you by The Giant Cloud, or The Giant Cloud, or maybe Hank and I's ticket to finally, (laughs) finally some mainstream success.
1: Well, I don't want it. Uh, This this podcast is overrated. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is also brought to you by the Complexly Calendars, which you can get at ComplexlyCalendars.com. You need to know what day it is. Do it with a high-quality, beautiful calendar created by your friends at Complexly. We also have a Project For
0: Awesome message from Victoria Richardson to Ada Jane. A love letter to Ada Jane. You are a baby-shaped container of magic. The pride on your face when you learn something new. The smile when you hear my voice. The habits you've picked up from your mom, your dad, and inexplicably, (laughs) the dog. Parenthood is hard. There has been profound sadness and exhilarating highs. There has been fear, but also so much joy. I want you to remember that they are all important for a good life. I'm so glad I have the privilege to watch your dad carry you around like a potato sack while you giggle. I love you, DFTBA, your mom.
1: That's so sweet. Oh, I it made babies. me miss having a baby. Yeah. Yeah, my friends keep having babies, which is good, because then I get to I get to have a little football for a second. Ugh. Gosh. Well, potatoes. I can barely even pick my kids up anymore. So.
0: Blueland is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and for the planet with the same powerful clean that you're used to. Blueland products are effective and affordable, and their toilet tablets are proven to work on a wide range of toilet stains including rust, mineral deposits, lime scale, and hard water, and you can even get more savings by buying refills in bulk or setting up a subscription. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash Dear Hank. You won't want to miss this. BlueLand.com slash Dear Hank for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash Dear Hank to get 15% off. All right, Hank, let's answer a few more questions before we get to the all important news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon, which I'm in no hurry to get to anyway. But here's a question from Huxley, age eight, and. Uh, Huxley wrote this question by hand, and then it was scanned and uh, sent to us. So we get to see Huxley's handwriting, which is nice. Dear Hank and John, Huxley. Dear John and Hank, why do people use pot lids as symbols with symbols spelled correctly, which is a minor miracle? Pumpkins and penguins, Huxley.
1: Because they work, Huxley. Yeah, because the symbols are kind of hard to come by and also surprisingly expensive. Whereas potlids are yeah. ready to be symbols all the time. Mm-hmm. And when they are, when, when are being used as symbols, are they symbols? Oh, that's a deep question. Is it a, is it a symbol symbol? It might be a symbol of symbols. This next question comes from Nathan who asks me, Hank and John. I love trivia. It's something that my wife and I love to do together. But we're very competitive and we want to win more. How do you go about getting better at trivia? Almost a palindrome, Nathan. Okay, Nathan, I have to... This is a great point about being almost a palindrome. Not just, like, letters-wise. But at what point in our history did we decide that T.H., would instead of having a, a a letter for that sound, yeah, we we're gonna just make it be that. It's not like huh, sounds like th. it doesn't, right? It doesn't,
0: right? There's so much more need for a th letter than there is for an x letter.
1: Oh yeah, like we yeah, do yeah, not yeah. need
0: an x letter. It could be e c k s every time, uh huh, or z.
1: Every yeah, single time. Which is Whereas a, th- a, a, a ludicrous thing to have one letter do Z and X yeah, when we have things for both of those.
0: Right. Whereas we have nothing for Th, which is no. one of the most common sounds in English. All
1: over the place.
0: So it As should you know, be a palindrome. If you wordle. It should be a palindrome, Nathan. Yeah, but and you, you
1: were robbed of that by history.
0: And indeed, in the fullness of time, it may be that in the year 2500, there is a letter for TH, and Nathan mm-hmm. is again a palindrome, and people of the future will read Nathan's name and think, oh, it's a palindrome, like Hannah.
1: Right. Or we could do it right now and say there there no longer is there a TH, or even a TH sound, we're just going to do F. So you're Nathan. Wouldn't it be Nathan? Nathan. Nathan, with an F. An F, yeah. Nathan. Well, there you go. Like how some people are on like, the, hey, thanks. It's, congrats congrats. British. On the re- it's one of the British accents. Let me try it, John. Let me try yep. it out for you. Okay. <laughs> not. I'm not going to. <laughs> congrats on the rebrand,
0: Nathan. Um, how to get better at trivia. My strategy is to read trivia books and trivia guides. Like there are books about how to be good at Jeopardy Mm -hmm. and how to be good at bar trivia and stuff. And they're super entertaining, even if they don't help you get better at trivia. So that's my
1: strategy. (laughs) What's yours, Hank? (laughs) Well, it sounds like you and your wife uh, are playing trivia, just the two of you. And and if you're playing bar, like a pub quiz type thing, you're going to be playing against teams who may have up to eight people on them. Right. And so you should expect to be like at least half as bad as eight people. Right. So it may be that you want to recruit. Yeah. And that's Ring the and real question. How, how do you recruit? Like, how do you steal somebody from one of those other teams? You say, yeah. hey, free beer at our table. Or you say, hey. Half price beer. I hear you've got... <laughs> Not free half price. Yeah, you say, Hank's I, always been a terrible business person. Say, hey, I hear you've got those friends, but what about these friends? I know you <laughs> care about them and have loyalty to them, but why? They're yeah. they, 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 Here's here's They're what here's special. what they said about you on <laughs> oh. the group chat that you're not on. You got to be really Machiavellian about it. Don't
0: do that. I do think that bringing in a ringer really helps. Um, I've never won bar trivia without Stan, the co-founder of Crash Course Humanities, who's one of Mm -hmm. the most trivia-tasting people on Earth. And I would highly recommend either befriending or hiring a ringer because they can make all the difference.
1: That's really true. And it's good to, so you have different, Different expertise at the table as well as helpful because I can bring you I can bring you lots of science and nature, but I got nothing on sports and leisure. And uh, that's that's what John's for.
0: Yeah, that is the basic. That is the reason I was put on this earth was yeah. to provide sports <laughs> trivia for Hank.
1: <laughs> and then you have got Dave for history, also John for history. It's if you got Dave and John.
0: Oh yeah, Dave's great. All right, Hank. One serious question, if you don't mind, from Hannah, who writes, Dear John and Hank, I'm entering my sophomore year in college, majoring in aerospace engineering. I overthink things quite a bit, one being choosing the right major. To put it simply, I want to end up working with things like the James Webb Space Telescope, analyzing the pictures it sends us, making more telescopes like it, etc. How do I know that I've chosen the right major to get me where I want to be in the long run? Pumpkins and penguins, Hannah. Hannah, you are so far ahead of the game. You're a sophomore (laughs) in college and you have some idea what you want to do as a job in your life. That's amazing. Stop for a (laughs) moment
1: and just revel in that. Yeah. There are so many people who work on a space telescope and they work on so many different Things. You know, it's everything from, like, designing new materials that can be super lightweight or resistant to changing shape when they change temperature. Uh, there are people who are, like, doing the analyzing of the picture is very different from, like, doing the, like, design for the jet, the, for the rocket engine, right? And so, I mean, aerospace engineering, in general engineering, gives you a huge... Uh, wealth of background to do a lot of different things, a lot of different very interesting things, and so I think that b- you you already have a uh, a definite perspective here. But that's not the that's not the major or the expertise that ends up doing the analyzing of the pictures that that it tends to touch was much more like astrophysics kind of stuff. So it's just like that. There are so many people who work on these kinds of things that if you want to work on a space telescope, you could do a lot of different things.
0: Right. And I think aerospace engineering is a great major. Like, of course, you may find out that there are aspects of it that you're not interested in, but that's the great the great thing about college is that you don't have to only study aerospace engineering, at least at most colleges. Like, that's going to be the majority of what you study, but you can also study other stuff you're interested in. And you don't even have to, like, formally study it all the time in order to learn about it. So I would just say to take as broad an approach as you can to learning because a lot of what you're doing in college anyway is is like learning how you're going to study other like how you're going to study in the future whether that's in graduate school Mm. or on your own time or at work or whatever
1: yeah absolutely
0: i can't wait to see what you do with your life one of the great joys I think Hank of our work and having been able to do it for as long as we've been able to do it is that we've gotten to see people grow up, you know, we've gotten to see people go from high school students or middle school students to now having careers of their own and it just fills me with this immense pride to see these young people who entrusted us with a part of their childhoods like growing up and doing stuff, raising families, doing work, mm-hmm. making their communities a better place in various ways. It just, it's so awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I, I obviously didn't think this would be my job. I I actually w- was hoping to work on, you know, a totally different thing, a uh, totally different set of things when I was getting my, you know, undergrad major. And um, I think that it's also important to let, to to follow the the passions as they appear to and and to follow the opportunities as they appear yeah um which has you know it has always been the way that I move through life i've been lucky yeah. to have that outlook
0: i mean when hank and i were 25 years old there was no youtube yeah no so there were there was no youtube and there were almost no podcasts so the world changes
1: and the main thing that
0: you're doing at, when you're in school is learning how to learn and change along with the world around you. Well, Hank, speaking of changing, AFC Wimbledon were unable to change their approach to playing football against Barrow. Last time we faced Barrow, I think we were both in the seventh tier of English football. Life life comes at you fast, man. Life comes at you fast. Uh, Barrow are now up to League Two, and they're looking pretty good in League Two. I think that they're third or second in the table right now. So it's not an overwhelming shame to lose to them 1-0. We had the majority of the possession. We had more shots than they did. So I thought we played pretty well. But I will say we never, aside from when Ayuba Sal did score a goal, but it didn't count because he had used his hand before he scored. Mm. Aside from that, we never looked that likely to equalize. Like Barrow did a very good job of something that's underappreciated in soccer, which is getting an early lead and then making the game boring. It's something that Wimbledon cannot do. <laughs> So uh maybe we learned something hopefully from watching 80 minutes of a team take an early lead and then hold on to it. But uh yeah, we did not win. We are now in 12th place after uh 6 games. 40 uh 40 games left in the league, 2 seasons, so plenty of time for things to get better, but also plenty of time for things to get worse. Well, oh, also yes. We may lose Ayubasal. Oh, gosh. Our Moroccan magician, our amazing, amazing player. Uh, There are some teams in the second tier that appear to be interested in him, Mm. which would be a real shame for us. But you can't hold a good player down. And good golly, he's a good player. So if that happens before the end of the transfer window, uh, you'll hear about it. On Dear Hank and John, your number one news source for League (laughs) Two transfer news. What's the news from Mars, Hank?
1: Uh, We've published as a species, we, you, and I, and the rest of humanity, everybody. (laughs) Yep, has published four whole papers worth of results from the Perseverance rover uh, and its exploration of the Jezero crater. They are looking at various types of rocks around the crater and what we can learn from them about Mars's history. So. We found that Jezero Crater has two types of igneous rock. One comes from magma that's, super, uh, that's like deep down magma, and another from volcanic activity at the surface. Mm-hmm. The downside there is that igneous rock is not great at preserving signs of life. Uh, so it's been there for a long time, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it could tell us some things about how the climate on Mars has shifted, but not anything biological probably. Another paper... Uh, looks at a rock formation that was previously found by mars orbiters that has a lot of olivine which is a mineral it is a big area around the size of south carolina and scientists have wanted to know what could have made all of that olivine is it meteorite impacts is it eruption some other process and so the uh, perseverance rover was able to like actually uh, like scratch up the rock and then study the olivine in there and that indicated to them that it was formed by slow cool cooling. cooling magma that was then later exposed through erosion. So there's also Mm. another report uh, using other equipment on the rover to study rock layers and those results of those. And the results of that suggest that some of the layers might have interacted with water, which is uh, not a surprise, but another signal that we're looking at an ancient lake bed. Yeah, but we
0: still can't find evidence that there's water down there, in
1: there. Yet, right? There's ice, um, and and there's there's almost definitely no water that we would think of as, like, a pool of good, healthy water. (laughs) It's going to have a lot of weird stuff in it, or it's going to be sort of clays mixed, like, Mm. water mixed around with uh, minerals and stuff. Mm. Well...
0: I'm excited to find out more. It's a shame that that rock doesn't have, like, uh, it'd be sweet if it
1: just had, like, a nice grasshopper fossil. And we could be like, oh, we did it. Everybody's everybody's sort of on the lookout, you know? It's like, they never say, this is what we're looking for, but then they're always very much like, "Mm Right, right. Or, what is that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Oh, well, well, it's great that Percy has already resulted in so much
1: science, and I know there's a lot more to come. John, if you get the Complexly Calendar, Mm and you touch it on January 1st of 2023, Mm -hmm. you will get an electric shock. Do you know why? Why? Because it will be the current calendar.
0: Ah, there you go. You've got a dad joke at the beginning and at the end. (laughs) Folks, you're welcome.
1: Complexlycalendars.com. Hank, thank you for making a pod with me. John, thank you for making a podcast with me, ComplexlyCalendars.com. This podcast is produced by Rosianna Hals-Rojas. It's edited by Joseph Tunamedish. Our communications coordinator is Brooke Shotwell. Our editorial assistant is Deboki trakar The music hearing now and at the beginning of the podcast is by The Great Ganarola. And as they say in our hometown, don't forget don't be to Be awesome. awesome.